Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica. And this is Pretty Over Perfect. We are two former neighbors and current best friends who know that perfection is an illusion that could easily keep us from living our best lives. We are here to discover the goodness in the messiness of real life and find joy in the everyday by embracing simplicity, creativity, and a little sparkle. Hello, Jessica. Michelle, and hello. Welcome to all of our listeners to another episode of Pretty Over Perfect. Today we have the final of our little series of workshops hosted by yours truly. Michelle and I are back. We did a lot of research on our own this week about the subject of time management, because honestly, we really wanted to dive in and kind of learn and grow in this area. So we're here to talk to each other, Michelle, and all of you about time management. That's right. I always feel for me, even more than the new year, I always feel like the fall semester is a time to reevaluate goals and come up with plans and get excited for projects and all the things you want to do in what I consider the year ahead, which is the school year ahead. Mm -hmm. And so I know in our family, we really enjoy like how summer becomes very lackadaisical and maybe in a lot of ways schedules and time management goes out the window and that's fun for us that's a season that we enjoy but then it's fall and it's time to kind of hunker down and get our priorities set and decide if there are things that we really want to work on and then how we're going to work on them and it's just a time to be re-energized to be managing our time well so i wanted to dig into this subject and find some tips and some strategies for getting my own personal time management under lock and key a little bit. And then I thought, let's turn this into an episode because I feel like a lot of people can use a refresher during this time. I don't know really anyone who's like, yeah, September is just so relaxing. Yeah, I what you're saying really resonates resonates with me. I think I've said in the past that September becomes kind of this refreshing season because I do find my footing again um, as we do have some of those cues through our schedules with school and other extracurricular activities that kind of help me find a rhythm. And my background (laughs) as of late has been a lot of chaos. I mean, summer was so beautiful and fun, but by the end of it, I was like cross-eyed because Mm -hmm. I really missed that, that management that I can have in the fall and winter and yeah, during the school year. So I have been grateful for the opportunity to really research and dive into this because I need it. I need it. I just I want to feel on top of my life. I want to feel like I'm in control that I'm paving the way to um, the version of myself and of my life that I that I want to reach and enjoy along the way. So I think time management is one of the most crucial parts of that because Michelle, like time goes by one way or another (laughs) and we cannot stop it, but we can definitely put some work in and um, maybe enjoy a little bit more as we implement some of these principles. So we both have three time management principles that we're going to share. That's right. It's very exciting. Jessica, do you want to go first? Yeah, Michelle, our first ones are very similar. Um, I I saw your outline and you never saw mine. 
So, yeah, shocker. <laughs> They're the same. I, I always try just listeners. We we have an outline that we kind of piece together throughout the week. And I always try to formulate my thoughts before I look at Michelle's thoughts, just so that I'm not swayed or um, sometimes, honestly, I'm like, oh, wow, those are so profound. And mine are so high level, you know. <laughs> so for that reason, I've kind of always just keep to my own notes ahead of time but usually i do put in my questions michelle so you do have a minute to um look them over but not this time i'm sorry i failed it was a little bit of a busy week <laughs> so sure was number one for me and i would let's let's just ping back and forth on this one okay mine is we need to know where we're going what do we want it's so crucial i think to evaluate where we want to go because without that north star that guiding thought we can our schedules will tell us where we're going to go and you know we can just kind of feel like we're behind our lives instead of in front of them in the ways that we can control um to me this thought where do i want to go feels exciting because i'm reminded that i have the permission to dream and the control to carry that dream out and in applying this exercise to myself this week i contemplate my desired course. And I feel like I want to grow into a refined woman who has a great sense of myself, a quiet confidence. I want to be a lifelong learner and constantly develop new skills. I want to have a deep relationship with God. I want to have a meaningful, fun, and exciting relationship with my husband and children. I want to be generous with my time and resources. And, you know, as I elevate, like we're all on like a carousel of sorts and sometimes we need to like jump that jump off of that, you know, merry-go-round and take a breath. Where are we going? Where do we want to go? We get to go anywhere that we want. And when we can establish that, then we can maybe not get swallowed up in the monotony of our daily lives. But it is important that we regularly look up, check it against our bigger goals, the things that we're involved in. And if we have that higher vision in mind, I feel like I'm filled with purpose and energy. And without that vision, I battle fatigue and resentment. <laughs> um, yeah. I think everyone listening right now is most likely multitasking when they listen. And so I think it's a good opportunity, listeners, to take this moment. What are you doing? And let's check that. Let's evaluate that task. Check it against our higher, higher vision and purpose. And either that can remind you that, you know, maybe this isn't important. Maybe this doesn't take me towards the the desired outcome, or maybe, maybe it does. And then you can be kind of renewed, feeling like that there's purpose behind, behind your, your efforts. So number one for me is we need to know where we're going and what we want out of our lives. And that, you know, is daily and it's also kind of big picture. So I love it. Similar to yours, but yeah. you have a little bit of a different take. Let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So I also agree that starting with the big picture is important. For me, there's kind of two questions that I ask myself when I am thinking about how do I want to manage my time going forward. And one of the things that I'll ask myself is what is working now and what is not working? How is my time currently divided? Do I like that? For instance, I might say, you know, I feel like I want to spend more time with my family, or I want to have more time to work on my hobbies and passion projects. Maybe I want to have more time for work or my career. What 
what is it that I want to be able to depend or to get devote more time to that I feel like I can't right now. For me, actually, instead of any of those things, I actually feel like my time is fairly well divided between all of the aspects of my life. I like that. But I really want more of a sense of calm and like peace going into my week, knowing exactly what's ahead of me. As I said, I enjoy the flexibility of summer, but towards the end, it starts to feel pretty chaotic that I don't really know what to expect day to day. And in the end, you know, lots of little projects and things like that get kind of put on the back burner because we're just enjoying the moment. And I totally love embracing that season. But now that it's time to manage my time a little bit better, I want to look forward to having everything in its place so I know what to expect so I can feel accomplished. And so I can feel like I am working towards my goals. So I ask myself, what's currently working? What do I like? And then what am I not liking? And what do I want to change? And so again, leaning into this, it was like, I really, for me, want to focus on giving myself a sense of calm as I tackle all of these things that are all important to me. Mm -hmm. And Then the second thing that I do, I guess kind of similar to Jessica's, is making a list of just my dreams, but not just my dreams of what I want for my life and for my family and everything like that, but then kind of take it to the more concrete level of what are the actual goals I have that get me towards those dreams. Because as we all know, a dream without a plan is just a wish. And so these are when I think of like, okay, I have certain dreams for my life and for how I want it to go. But I know that if I don't actually make goals towards those dreams, they will not happen. And so this is where I try to evaluate what are my big picture dreams? And then what are the goals I am currently working on to get there? Some of my goals are 10 years in the making. Some of them are five years in the making. Some years, some of them are 18 months. Some of them are one month. Some of them are one week. Like all of these dreams that I have for my life have goals within them. And within those goals are even specific projects that I can be working on right now. And this is where I really like to write it all down and just spend a little Mm -hmm. bit of time journaling about this or thinking about this. What am I working towards? I think it's totally fun. It's totally Um, fun because you get to be in charge. And guess what? Nothing's off limits. So I love that. Carve some space. Do a little dreaming. And back it up with some goals. Do you have any personal or uh, not personal? Do you have any examples that you're willing to share about those dreams? Sure. You know me. I like to dig. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I, yeah, we can, I can announce this, but so for a long time, I have had the dream. My husband and I have had the dream that we've really wanted to travel abroad with our kids and we want to do it for an extended period of time. Ideally, Mm -hmm. I would really have loved to have done like a whole year somewhere, but that that's maybe like the ultimate dream, but really that is not going to work out right now Mm -hmm. with all that we have going on in life, our commitments and our situation that we are in. And so we kind of started thinking, what's a way that we could make that dream into a realistic goal for us? And we played around with the ideas for a while. And I thought maybe we could take a summer abroad with our kids. And um, the reason like, and I also think of like, why is this dream important to me? 
Yeah. This dream is important to me because I love to travel, but also I really, really want my kids to have early exposure to multiple languages. I think that that's something that could serve them well through their whole lives. I They love to adventure and travel too. They get really excited about learning new languages and learning about different cultures and things like that. So I really want to be able to have that time of us bonding as a family. And another thing that I see as this being important to me personally is to me, this is a gift that I give my children for them to see that the world is a really big place full of opportunities and adventures. And I feel like my children, as they go through their teenage years, may benefit from knowing the world is big and wide. I felt like I did, right? And so that's something that I want to share with them. So we've kind of thought of like, okay, this is a dream. Is it is it a worthy dream? Is it a realistic goal? And then how can we change that? And so we would love to do a summer, but even a summer really doesn't work with um, mine and my husband's work, we are kind of needed the most during the summer. So it would not be a great time to leave, at least at this point in our life. So instead of just saying, you know what, that can't happen at all. We decided that we are going to take our Christmas break and take our kids abroad for a month. And we're pretty excited about that. We've been working on it for a while. And we've we currently are making plans to have all the plane tickets bought and the Airbnbs booked and be spending Christmas abroad so that we can take our kids. So that's an example of a dream that we turn into a goal, but then we had to turn into a realistic goal, which was mm-hmm. maybe not exactly what not we dreamed summer. of at first, right? We're going to go during the winter, but we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of benefits of that. Like it won't be the tourist season. So yeah. <laughs> there will be You're gonna lots see it over of Christmas. time for us to do all kinds of things. Exactly. So and Michelle, so- because you determined this 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 higher goal, this dream, you had the time and space to to think all of these things through, to book in advance and um, make it happen. So I think that's just reiterating the importance of taking some time to determine where you want to go and what you want to accomplish and the kind of life that you want to live so that you can actually get there. Yeah. And that's a really great example. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we just make our dreams and our goals and we write them down and keep our lists visible. And I think that that is helpful to remind myself of what my dreams and goals are, but then also like, what are kind of the projects that we need to do? What are the actual projects in front of us right now? And how are we working on those? Whether they're a big once in a lifetime thing that we're really excited to do that we've, that we're working on in multiple ways, or is it like a house project that we need to finish because the sidewalk has to be repaired, whether we want to That's do it or not. <laughs> Tell you <laughs> the sidewalk. The sidewalk <laughs> just got poured. We finally have a it new did? sidewalk. Can we like wash yes. our hands of this now? Well, the last part to do is just the tidying up after the laborious sidewalk project. I don't know if we ever talked about it on. I here, think but you should talk gosh. about it. It's a very exciting sidewalk story. It's not a very exciting sidewalk story. The si- the story of the sidewalk is that it's, it's a story of life. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, this it's happens. a story of life. It's actually a great example of how like things come up in your life that aren't even on your goal list certainly not on your dream list i've never dreamed of redoing a sidewalk that's for sure but our sidewalk sidewalk (laughs) was broken up very badly by some tree roots when we moved into the house we didn't even know they were our tree roots or sidewalk to do anything with but apparently they were and in our city i don't know if this is everywhere but in our city it's our responsibility to 
yes, take care of this problem. <laughs> so we had to, uh, it got really bad to the point where we knew it was dangerous for kids riding bikes and things like that. And sadly, it also required us to kill some very beautiful cherry blossom trees in our front yard. So it was, it was just, it was a sad, not fun project, <laughs> but it had to be done. So we had to cut down the trees. We had to get the sidewalk removed then we had to, well, I say we, my husband really did a lot of this. He Go pretty Steve. much did everything. He like got a stump grinder and ground out the stumps. It has been quite a project. And very recently, it was like 95% completed in that new cement was poured, which actually led to a different project <laughs> that we Again, we had just like on our long term list, we have because we think about this kind of stuff all the time, we have sort of these ongoing lists of of dreams and things that we want to do. And then the ones that are most important get done first and the ones that are less important get done after that, right? So Mm -hmm. we also have a list of house projects that eventually we think would be fun to do. (laughs) And we got to get started on one of them a little bit earlier than expected. We would love to lay a patio out in our front and have eventually like sliding glass doors off our dining room to an outside dining area. Oh yeah, that's because, a good idea. Yeah, because that's, that's nice. um, which you don't know, but that's the side of my house that gets the best shade in the summer when we love, we just like spend all our time outside and love to like eat outside, but it's very bright in our backyard mm-hmm, during the mm-hmm. summer. And so we've always thought it would be fun to have this little patio area. Plus I would love the additional light in the dining room from adding more windows and a door there. So again, we've thought about this. We've thought about it for a while and just thought, you know, this is not super high priority, but we'd like to do it at some point. Well, guess what? Apparently when you lay a sidewalk and you call the cement people to come pour cement there's a minimum of cement that they what require so you to pour you to it? purchase so we poured the patio for Yay. the forthcoming project which will be to take out a side of our house and put in all of these windows we haven't gotten to that part yet because we're well, just paying for the sidewalk yeah, project that'll but come. that'll come but because we like knew that we have this eventual goal in mind we had an idea of what to do with the so I, with all the concrete that we had to have purchased. So, um, yeah, we're working on that project a little bit earlier than we expected cool. to. So cool. the sidewalk project turned out to be not all bad because we had, now have a new sidewalk. Silver lining. And now we have a patio that's kind of inaccessible, but it's there. And someday it will be accessible. <laughs> okay. Maybe next that's summer. That's fun. That's a fun little yeah. surprise. Yeah. You didn't know this was going to be a home renovation episode. <laughs> well, we like to plug it in here and there. That's right. Um, Okay, so what was your number one high level for me? Yeah, make a master list, big picture, what are your dreams, and then what are your goals within those dreams? And what's working now and what's not working now, which I guess maybe those are two separate ones. Anyways. Fine. You get to be the boss. Um, Okay, (laughs) I want to say my number two because it's very much in line with with your um, littler goals thought. Mm-hmm. And actually, as you're talking, I'm reminded of our core values episode for those that mm-hmm. didn't catch that one. I feel like that was a very, it's a very important exercise for each of us to sit down and kind of determine our our core values. I think it kind of goes along with determining the kind of life that we want to lead and doing those things, determining our priorities like that uh, and our values is very important because it leads us 
to know how to filter all of these needs and opportunities that we have in our lives. It, it helps us filter. It's kind of like, like I said, like our guiding star. Um, there's a lot of non-negotiables during the day for me. It's like I'm, <laughs> I've committed to taking care of my children, uh, making them breakfast, doing all of those things that you know, help my home run, my children fed and happy and to put gas in the car, right? There's like things that are non-negotiables for me, but there are also lulls here and there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're like five minutes at a time, even less and sometimes more. I have an hour that I schedule into my day for me to prepare for my podcast, to read a book, to just plug in whatever I need to at that time. But when we have where we're going established, those lulls can be filled with things that will be filling, that will take mm-hmm. us where we want to go. We can be very productive with them if we want, or we can scroll social media for mm-hmm. those while the water's boiling or uh, while we're sitting on the couch while our kids are outside or whatever. Like we get to we get to control what we do with those moments during our day that that are negotiable things times does that make sense yeah. am i explaining that okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i think that when we are proactive and determine what we want to fill those those times that, that space with then we can gain some traction mm-hmm. instead of kind of uh get distracted or derailed i i'm noticing in myself that i am so distracted And not just with social media, like there are so many things that I could be tending to at any given moment that it Mm -hmm. becomes very frustrating at times because I'm like, okay, I'm constantly like dealing with this priority list in my mind, um, trying to time things in a way that's most efficient. Like, okay, well, I got to start the laundry first so it can start going while I do this so that when it's done, I can switch it before I have to go here, right? It's like constantly my brain is, my wheels are turning in my brain trying to figure out how to be the most productive. But when I can kind of sit down, make sure that I line these things out, those pockets of free time, some are different, maybe day to day. But there's an exercise that my husband learned when he was doing summer sales. We did summer sales for a few summers and he was given a lot of leadership books and I like ate them all up. I loved reading them all right along with him. And there was an exercise that we took from that that was really helpful. And that was every day, if you determine your daily five, your top five priorities for the day, then it, you know it ensures that you hit the most important things in your day. And sometimes those can be plugged in in those lulls or whatnot. Um, but like today, for example, and I don't do this every day, this is a good reminder that maybe I could implement this strategy. It takes like five minutes, right? Today it was, I want to, and it's, it was more than five today. And I'm going to say, that's fine, whatever. Today I wanted to connect with God, connect with my people, meaning my husband and children, go for a run, vacuum the upstairs, (laughs) make birthday questions for a party that I was helping host tonight and record this podcast. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Every one of those things, got done because I determined that that's my direction. That was my direction for the day. Mm -hmm. And they change every day. But guess what I didn't do? I didn't clean the car. I didn't make dinner. (laughs) We ordered dinner out tonight because today's the day we're gone from four o'clock until 730. So today I decided I'm going to I'm going to hire that one out and focus on these top five priorities. And um, I didn't kind of wonder 
during nap time when I had my free time, I didn't wonder what I, what I wanted to do with that time. I, I had a direction all that to say that. So that's my number two. Determine your priorities, yeah. maybe your top five for the day so that you can use that free time to be productive and take you towards your goal. Or, and may, maybe your goal is to really disconnect. Like I said, I love reading a novel and I have a novel at all times ready to just pick up. And that counts too, because that's important. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This is another reason that I say write down what your goals are because, and then like, I love a good list too of just like, even people that you want to call or 20 minute tasks that you know need to get done and you're not going to do them right now. But if you have 20 minutes, you might be able to do them. And if you have that list on your fridge and you suddenly realize you have 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, there you go. You can do one of those things that you've been meaning to do all of this time. That's For such instance. a good idea. Yeah. Do you, yeah, have like, that? do you actually have that yeah. list? Yeah. So I just write down these lists and I think, okay, like all of these things, there are so many things in my life that are like these, they seem like big daunting tasks. But when I think about it, I'm like, oh, there's five, five minute steps to this task. And if I just do that, that will be not a big problem. If I just do one five minute task, or I'm going to like mentally have to prepare to like spend the whole weekend doing this. No, I don't actually need to do that. A lot of the tasks that I have could be accomplished in a small lull where if I would need a brain break and I would be tempted to, you know, scroll social media or something like that, I could be like, oh, no, wait, I actually would feel much better if I cleaned out this nasty vent that I've been looking at for the past six months, knowing needs to be cleaned. Okay. I have two um, questions. So, on yeah. That thought. Number one, does the list evolve? Does it change? Or is it kind of just like a running standard list of jobs that are quick that need to be done routinely yeah no to me like i'm not that person who's like super scheduled about cleaning the vents as i just mentioned i can just notice like oh there's this one vent that like i don't know for some reason however it blows air through our house it just looks really dusty right now and i can just be like you know what that needs to be cleaned that's probably a 10 minute task put that on the list and then someday i'll cross it off and i'm not gonna put it back on the list until I noticed that it looks gross again. Um, for instance, <laughs> this past week, I have had repot the plants on the list for quite some time because I've been like, you know, that's probably that's maybe even a little bit longer task because what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to get the soil. You know, it's probably going to get a little bit messy because I need to repot my big plants. Well, I'd been putting it off and off and off until I touched a shelf <laughs> to water a plant and the shelf came crashing out of the wall and the plant got spilled everywhere. Fortunately, the pot did not break, but there was already dirt everywhere. So it was like, you know, now would be a great time to repot the plants. It's already <laughs> a mess this cue. We're going to take this cue. We repotted all the house plants. Boy, does it feel so good. The plants are so happy to be in their new pots. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where like, life happens, but I knew that I needed to do that. And so it was like, this is a great moment to embrace this. Maybe it's that wasn't like a great example of a lull, but I did have the time at that moment. Like yeah. it was like before dinner needed to be made. And I was like, you know, I can actually seize this opportunity to redo, yeah. to repot the plants, which has been on that list for quite some time. So it gives, but because I knew I needed to do it, it was there ready to be seized. Okay. So I really love writing these lists down, having them visible 
and having and having fun things on there too like again like friends that you want to call uh people that you want to catch up with and you know even if you call them and they're not available you can leave them a nice message and Mm -hmm. and i love filling like those little bits of time with like real connections instead Mm of um instead of doing something where in the end i would probably feel like i had not utilized my time well Mm -hmm. in that moment and i'm not saying i'm like some kind of insane robot who's just like always working all the time but i see like those lulls as you're saying as opportunities where i could like keep moving towards things that i know will be ultimately far more fulfilling than what i'm easily tempted to fall into okay that was my second question so do you ever sit down are you always like okay five more minutes okay yes seven more minutes no 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 no, okay i'm gonna go to the next list sit down (laughs) So how I do you balance sit that? down? But don't what you feel I like that's say, kind of a temptation? It's like, ugh, oh yeah, you know, like there it's are like definitely I work all day. Oh yeah, and I'm not. I do not do that. I know. Um, I definitely I sit down, and that's where, like you said, I love to have like a novel I'm excited to read, and then it's like fun to get a little break and read a chapter of it. Fun to call a friend or. Like, I like to work towards those other goals. Like I was saying, like, we're practicing another language. So that's like a great opportunity for me to be like, I want a break. I'm going to sit down. So Michelle's over there repotting plants, speaking Italian. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just a normal and day. So I'm like, I need a break. I'm going to practice some Italian. That's oh, really cute. I do move around a lot. No, but no, also it's know. such a good example that you're moving towards yes. a goal. We're moving. And honestly, I'm saying this. Out of having spent many days where I've spent those lulls, yeah, scrolling social media or something. And it doesn't feel good. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel good. Which, like, I'm not, you know, we know, you know, we have a love hate relationship with social media. There are times when I'm enjoying myself on there. But Mm -hmm. if at the end of the day or at the end of the week, that's all I did, that doesn't feel like I got closer to the things I'm actually really excited about doing. Okay. I want to talk about that. Sorry. Finish your thought. Sorry. No, so that's just what I'm saying where like when you see those lulls as like opportunities to do something that actually really excites you and that might even be listening to a song that you really like. Like it doesn't always have to be a task and it doesn't always have to be cleaning vents. I know I mentioned that, but um you know, it can all it can be things that just make you really excited. It can I've also found that lulls are a great time for me to be like I I could just go outside for a few minutes and like mm-hmm. look around. Yeah. So I want to talk about when I've experimented, just like Mm -hmm. you, with some of those lulls. And I have found, shockingly, that when I do hop on social media, Instagram, for example, much more often than not, I am left feeling like a little bit deflated. And when I do look at it at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to bother me in that same way. So um, I have in the past allotted a certain amount of time at the end of the day when I feel like, you know, I've really given my best efforts to the most important things that that fills me a little bit instead of takes away from me. So, I mean, I yeah, I don't feel like it's a bad thing, but it isn't it is a good idea to maybe play around with how do we feel when we participate in this activity during a lull? How do we feel when we do that? And I, I am totally with you. I feel like I am elevated when I'm productive because that makes me feel accomplished. And then when I sit and read a chapter of my novel, I feel so happy. Like, I'm like, this is the life. Work hard, participate in that way. 
I don't know. It, it, it works for me. So I think yeah. each of us can kind of experiment and, and be curious about how we're feeling with the way that we're spending some of that free time and um, fit the things that we feel like are important and exciting in and um, dispose of those yeah. things that don't. Yeah, I think that sometimes it seems counterintuitive, but when you are feeling like really stressed or like you don't have time to do those things, but let's say you set out saying that they were important. Let's say getting outside every single day you have Mm -hmm. said is really important. It can feel like, no, I'm too tired. I can't do Mm -hmm. that. Or I'm too busy. I can't do that. And when you feel that way, that's exactly what you need to be doing. Like you, like taking the time to go outside will actually give you more energy um, towards what it is that you're working on, which I know sometimes it can feel like, like I felt so exhausted. I feel like I've fallen into bed like every night the last few weeks, just like tired. <laughs> like I'm like, my bones are tired. Yeah. Um, but then like waking up with so much energy, like the next day, ready to do it again, but really excited about what we're working on yeah. and yeah. feeling really good about it instead of the kind of tired it's like tired from, I don't know, I feel like there are two kinds of tired. There are tired. There's tiredness from watching your life slip through your fingers. And then there's tiredness from like, feeling like you just are like going after it. And we, I would say too, that there are like seasons and there are times when I will just embrace that I'm like, life is just slipping through our fingers right now. And that's okay. But then it also feels really good to be like, we're really going after it. We're working on all the stuff and it's exciting. Yeah, let's speak to that for a second, Michelle. Like, what advice do you feel like we have for those people that are not feeling super energized and are feeling a little bit defeated and overwhelmed by the mundane, where they might be hearing you talk and they might feel like, yeah, right, that'd be cool. (laughs) Not possible for me. I think you pointed out something important, and that is the things that you feel like sound so hard and like going outside when you want to stay in bed yeah. are oftentimes yeah. the answers to mm-hmm. a first step in that right direction. What are your thoughts? Have you ever been there before? Do you feel like you've ever been there before? Of thinking like there's thinking no way like I could life do is anything. So tiring and mundane and I don't feel oh, like yeah. I have okay. energy. Yes, of course I have felt like like life is, yeah, very draining or it's just like very monotonous and I'm just doing the same things over and over again. And sometimes I realize, and I don't mean this in like a like depressing way. That's not even what I was looking for. But sometimes I'm like, oh, like that's what life is. Like life is a lot of doing the same things over and over again. Um, you know, okay, we're just going to take another aside. This episode is full of asides. It's not a very good class because we just keep going on tangents, but it's fine. Okay, so it's our I class. Was, <laughs> we haven't been watching much TV lately, but um, we I turned on the home edits show in the background while I was wrapping some gifts for my daughter the other day. And if you've watched the home edit show, you know that they are organizers, professional organizers, who I think are just slightly over the top, but um, that's fine for them. And their show on Netflix, they go to regular people's houses, but they also go and clean celebrities' houses. And there was an episode where they went and they cleaned out chris pratt's garage oh i saw that and organized it his wife and i was just like yeah by the way i (laughs) she is cute i just had this moment of realization that like wow it doesn't matter how rich or famous you are Mm -hmm. you have to clean the garage Mm -hmm. 
Like the garage is something that you have to clean and maintain. I mean, I guess in his case, he hired the home edit to do it. Yeah, but, but like gonna going leave. forward, he has to maintain the garage. Right. Like there is no amount of money and fame that will get you out of taking care of the garage. <laughs> I'm sure Elon Musk doesn't take care of his own garage. Anyways, maybe there He's is a certain level of money. maybe not as happy as people are that do clean their garages. Yes. The point know. is, is like there are just things in life that you have to do. You have to. And like to have a good life, you have to do them. You know, you have, and we know what they are, right? You have to get good sleep. You have to eat good food. Like you have to get outside. You have to be part of a community. These are all things that we just like do and we have to keep doing them in order for life to be good and there are times when it can be really like the monotony of it can be really draining and that's where i love to just find like a small element of joy whatever brings me joy and what brings me joy can be totally different from what brings you joy like if cooking something really delicious brings you joy you know you have to cook anyways you might as well make something it tastes really good. Um, or for me, I really like wearing bright colors. That just feels joyful for me. And it's like a little element of like coming out of the monotony. And it's something fun I get to pick every single day. I feel like just finding something that you are looking forward to and putting that in the schedule just as much as all of the tasks that just have to be done are in the schedule, which yeah. is actually... My takeaway, my second takeaway. Should we go there? Well, can I speak to that first? Okay, sure. I don't know, Michelle, but I might be a little bit... I I can't judge you. I don't know when the last time you've felt like you've been in a little bit of a lull as far as life. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I have been struggling through one for a little bit over a year now, ever since I Mm -hmm. had Finn. I just, I feel like I got on top of, quote unquote... (laughs) life a little bit quicker with the other pregnancies and adjusting like it was just a little faster I think because I just I had less children to think about I don't know I can't put my finger on it trust me I've tried but the last six months I have been like okay what in the world is wrong with me I feel like I can't keep my house clean I can't balance everything like at all. I'm trying so hard. I feel like I burn like so many calories just going up and down my stairs all day. Like I don't stop trying and working towards keeping my home clean, keeping my kids fed. And like, I feel like when I'm cleaning or trying to reestablish order in one area, then the other areas are all messy and all the work that I've put in is undone. And um, it becomes very emotionally exhausting and physically. Mm-hmm. And a couple months ago, I was like, probably like number six restart okay sit down like let's remember our goals our higher purpose like what is all this for what can I like implement to give me some inspiration and something that actually really helped me was listening to the book I told you what it was called Michelle but I can't remember right now us grit no no, I had to no, stop good. that one. Because I was ch- like, don't to listen to that. <laughs> no. I, I was like, no one will feel better from that. No. But anyways. No, I, I put that one down and I replaced it with a Slob Comes Clean is her oh, yes. podcast or Instagram name. But she has a couple books. And I like had no background on this lady. I just like 
All right. That title resonates with me. I'm going to listen to this every night while I clean my kitchen. And um, I was reminded of some principles of some routine things that I could implement to like feel like I was a little bit on top of something as far as like a repeatable schedule. And that was to make sure I start my dishwasher every night. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember that I, I used to do that. But I was kind of trying not to like do dishes as much because it was so overwhelming. So I would try to just start it when it was full. But no, I just start it every night, no matter if it's yeah. all the way full or half full. So that in the morning, I'm, you know, kind of greeted with these clean dishes. I put them away while the kids ate breakfast. And like that was one thing I implemented. And then I added another thing on and mm-hmm. kind of got a little bit reestablished as far as order and um, maintaining it. And it's like so far from perfect. In fact, something that I did that I was going to talk about later was I sat down with my husband and I was like, I feel like the life is sucked out of me because of this house. And I feel a little bit of shame because I'm home all day. Like, why am I having such a hard time with this? I just feel like dread going to bed. And so we kind of decided together that we would try out while my husband is working a lot, um, not reestablishing, but establishing his practice and working on Saturdays that twice a month, we're going to pay to have house cleaners come, which is hard for me to even admit because I feel like I should be able to do that on my own. But when I'm looking at it, checking these feelings against my higher purpose and like the life that I want to lead, I did feel like with all these young kids, like that was sucking the joy from me. And I, it'll be temporary. I don't even know, maybe two, three months. I don't know. But like, it has made a big difference for me to implement a couple of these things. That's not attainable. It was not attainable for me last year to do that, but I can... I can take the money out of a different area and put it towards this. And I'm getting a very great benefit from it. It's not the solution for everybody. And all the time, it's never, it's not going to be going to be the solution for me all of the time. But like, just the fact like we can look at our situations. What's like you said, Michelle, what's not working? What can I do to make it work for me in this particular season? That's going to change in a couple months because that's how life is. But there's always hope. And I think when we look at our situations with that curiosity and that that hope with that higher vision, then we can really implement some really good changes. So it's hard if you're there, like we all are from time to time. And I love what you're saying, Michelle, to infuse joy and to reestablish some of those correct principles that will take us to where we want to go. Well, I'm not just about infusing joy because another thing that 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 what you're saying reminds me of is something that I I think I heard from like Jody Moore like years ago, but I've always just been like, yeah, that makes so much sense, and that is embracing B plus work. Mm. So the That's idea is, I know, so I'm going to remind though. you of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the idea is that like you only have a certain capacity to do everything that's on your plate, what can you do or what is most important to you that you want to give A plus work to all the time or most of the time? And what can be B plus work? What is it okay to let go of a little bit? And this reminds me too that one time I was talking to my friend who was saying that like, especially because of social media, we have insane expectations on ourselves and on other people. Because we have all heard those stories of like, I don't know, for instance, I remember hearing stories, my friends would be like, oh, my mom did this one thing for us when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet and special. But then Mm -hmm. my other friend told me her mom did this. And the other friend's mom did that. And you know what I'm trying to do? 
I'm trying mm-hmm. to be all three of those moms. Mm-hmm. And then it gets worse because <laughs> I see on social media, oh, this yeah. person isn't just like, this person's a great cook and this person's a great artist and this person's a really amazing career woman and this person's a medical professional. And I am pretending like I could be all four of those people as one person. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually possible. So our yeah. expectations on ourselves are just absolutely insane. So when I step back, I think what is really actually the most important thing to me and what can I let go of and do just slightly less at. For instance, I have, you know, with all my dreams, we're talking about all my dreams. I'll share more of them. I can't wait. I have a lofty (laughs) pretend dream of being like some kind of gourmet cook. But when it comes down to it every day, I'm like, (laughs) you know, I only want to give about half an hour towards dinner prep. That's not going to make me a gourmet cook. We're going to make the same 10, 15 meals on repeat all the time. And they're pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And you know what? My kids are fed. They're happy. Sometimes they're happier than at other times, depending on how much they like that meal. But (laughs) you know what? It's fine. If in the future, I somehow have hours of a day, every day to give to being a gourmet cook, and I want to do that, that's wonderful. But right now, I want to divide... I want to spend my valuable time on other things. So I'm okay with just going with like feeding my family simple foods. I want to feed them whole foods as much as possible. So cooking to me is still important, but I'm okay doing it at a B plus level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also like, I enjoy a clean house, but also at like a B plus level. Like if you walk in at any random moment, it's not going to be perfectly clean because we clean it on a schedule. We all work together. We all have our systems and we have ways of tidying and certain things we've put in to practice, like starting the dishwasher every single night. Great. But like, I am not going to be running around spending my time making sure that like there's not a speck of dust on the floor every single moment of the day because I feel that I'm worth more than that. (laughs) Um, And so it's just like, I can take my energy and decide what I put it into and what things are worth more of my energy and what things are worth less. And sometimes I will even, I've like practiced this so much that I will see things that people do, even admirable, wonderful things. There's nothing wrong with them. I will see them and there will be a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I should do that too. Um, Okay. That's really cool. That looks really cool. Or wow, they're such an amazing parent that they have committed this time to their children or whatever it may be. And I think okay, remind, I remind myself, well, A, is that something that I actually want to do? If it is, then great. How am I going to pursue it? But a lot of times it comes down to, you know what? It's okay that that's a little bit different than what I'm putting my energy into. That's totally fine because I think that I'm putting my energy somewhere else. I can't be four amazing moms to my kid, I can only be one. And so just letting things become B plus work and letting it be good and realizing that there's time in the future that if I wanted to start making other areas of my life A plus, then I could, you know, and then like, really, I think too, my house will be insanely clean someday when no one lives here. Mm -hmm. And that's when I will enjoy that. But I'm not in a rush to get there mm-hmm. because then the children will be all gone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking with some friends tonight and she one of my friends told me that 
her mom or something is starting law school at age 60. So that's amazing. We have time. There's friends. there's there's time. There's time. Okay. Um, there really is. Yeah. Wonderful thoughts. And yes, I have had these moments. I was in tears about it just, you know, a few weeks ago when I came up with this new plan. So mm. uh, the feelings of just like, what is life? And again, like, that's I think we, I really do think that we live in it. I mean, obviously, we talk about this all the time, but we just live with so much comparison that is unprecedented in human history. And like, so we're comparing ourselves to tons of people in ways that it's just not really, it's really not practical, but it seeps into our psyche and is, yeah, it's hard. It's something also, that we have to really face. Yeah. Yes. I also feel like one of my biggest temptations is to compare against myself last year, two years <laughs> ago with, with my last baby when I was first married. Like I do a lot of comparison with myself, which is very much true to my nature. I, I compare outside too, but like that's one of the biggest <laughs> issues that I deal with is comparing myself to myself. <laughs> Guess what? I've never had this many kids before, so I just can't. I can't compare myself to when I had one. It's just it's oh helpful. gosh, no. <laughs> like when I had two nap times to just do whatever I needed to do in blissful no, of peace. Course not. I actually think that. Well, yeah, the third baby was my favorite, but I think the fourth. I think the first and the fourth are the hardest because the first is the hardest because you have no clue what you're doing. Amen. And then the fourth is hard because the older ones have so much going on mm. and you are just running around like a chicken with your head cut off, um, that doing all me. of the things, you know, having a small baby, but then having really active um, requirements at school and stuff like that. I just remember being yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know really <laughs> Huh. That's when I was yeah. like, four is the limit for me because, um, <laughs> because it just was like, this is a lot and yeah. it really is, it's a lot to manage. So thanks for the yeah. validation. Yeah. You like know what you're doing, but it's like, you have to do that. Plus like take care of all the big, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot. Yeah. And everybody's situation is different and right. it's all a lot. It just is. It's all a lot. It really is. Whatever you've done, whatever you're doing now, you've never quite done it before. Right, you know, right, um, in some way. So we're okay. constantly new, absolutely. Which is why we're talking about this. Um, yeah. Did you? You didn't touch on number two yet, right? No. Okay. Okay. So I don't. Okay. Anyways, so my second takeaway. We might just have to stop after two, I guess. But or we'll have to say the other ones really quickly. Quick. Okay. So my second take takeaway is once I've gotten those goals written down and I have kind of some lists going of big goals and little goals. I create a skeleton schedule of my basic week. And this is where I plan everything. This might sound insane, but just hear me out. I plan everything from the obvious like school and when we need to leave for school, work, activities, all of our commitments all of those big picture things, you know, when are the ballet classes and the jujitsu classes and all of those things, write that all down. So it's on one big list. And then I add in the nitty gritty things like, when do I do my workout and which workout is it every single day? Like I want to wake up on Monday and know exactly what I'm doing so that I don't waste any time wondering and milling about because this, this is my problem. I'll just be like, I don't know what to do today. And then I just kind of wander around and lose time doing that. When am I going to wake up? What workout am I going to do? Um, when, you know, when do we leave and I walk my kids to school, everything like that? What days do I wash my hair? Which also sounds insane. But when you plan it, it's like, oh, 
just took a load off. You just take the guesswork out of everything. Decision when, fatigue is, is yeah. a real thing. So you're, you're eliminating that. I like that. Exactly. You're taking out all of the decision fatigue. When is date night? When is family meeting? When do we have time to make plans with friends? All of those things. And then what I see is how the, how the week works. And then the second step there, the second part of the skeleton schedule is to batch my to-do list in logical versus creative batches. Okay. So I just heard this from Jay Shetty on his podcast on purpose, but I was like, this is brilliant. And I really <laughs> love this idea. So it's taking all of the logical things that you that you have to do and putting them together as much as possible so that you can put all of your creative tasks together. And I think that every person, whether you consider yourself some kind of artist or creator or just um, or if you it's, it's something at work, all of us have tasks within those things that are logical and creative. For instance, I will say that Mondays are the days that I'm just going to call them management Mondays. Mondays are the days I'm managing all the logical tasks I have in front of me as far as the laundry that needs to get done, the appointments that need to be gotten to, the errands that need to be run. I do those all on Monday, hopefully. And this means that like, if I leave the house to do the errands, I'm going to do five errands in a row instead of one errand every single day. Yeah. So that I can get them done in much less time. This is when I return all the library books and pick up the groceries and drop things off at the post office and everything like that. Like I just do it all on Monday. Um, this is when I, so we've started running. I run the laundry through on Monday and then my kids get home from school and they know that we listen to a po- um, an audible, what are they called? An audiobook. And they fold the laundry with me. And then we're ready for the week because all of our laundry has been done on Monday. I love that. Then, yes. Then I have Tuesdays and Thursdays for the two different kinds of creative work that I do just in my job. And knowing that they will be done on Tuesday gives me so, Tuesdays and Thursdays gives me so much freedom to A, do all of the messy creating stuff on Tuesday, get it all out, not worry about doing anything else, be done when my kids get home from school. And then on Thursday, I'm going to do the second part of my creating uh, when I have another big block of time. And looking at it this way is like light bulb moment for me of when I'm in the zone of doing logical tasks, it's easier to keep doing all of those things and kind of stay mm-hmm. in that mentality. And then when I'm in the zone of creative tasks, it's easier to s- stay in that mentality. And your creative task may be something like meetings with people um, it might be, it might be some kind of creation or it might be some kind of like putting yourself out there, personal things. Um, sorry, what do I mean? But like, um, yeah, I guess meetings, meetings with people <laughs> feel very creative, right? Because that's like an energy output that you're really yeah. putting time into. And so putting all of those tasks together kind of lets you have the energy for those different things. And each person knows what their tasks in front of them are. And if you can kind of group them into like tasks as much as possible, I think it makes it so much simpler to get through the week, but also to accomplish things in that time. So that's my second. I love that. That's really inspiring to me. Um, It also speaks to your core value of freedom because I know you and I know that by being more productive in these ways, you get to enjoy 
the added free time yeah. that comes as a benefit. Exactly. And like, well, and free time is scheduled in or like is scheduled into the schedule because I love that. That's important because to me. So for instance, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Wednesdays, my children have a half day at school, so I need to be home with them in the afternoon. So I know I just have this short time. I'm probably not going to get a lot done there. So that's when I will schedule coffee with a friend and stuff like that because I'm like, I just have this short little time. What a great time to meet up with somebody, have that freedom, have that enjoyment, be home with them, then then go do all of the things that need to be done with them. Um, And then, yeah, it's like I really put on my calendar, this is when like friendships are important to me. This is when I have time to meet up with friends and, and things like that. So Assessing what your core values are and then putting it actually into the schedule will make your life, I think, feel feel so much more fulfilling and feel like you're actually doing what you want to be doing with it instead of constantly just feeling like it's draining away from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, My number three, Michelle, is essentially the same. I called it time blocking. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a position where Finn just dropped his first nap and I'm really excited about it because I, um, I'm a scheduled person. And so I wasn't really incredibly flexible about leaving the house when it was his nap time, which really makes me be home all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd think I'd be flexible by now, but it's fine. He's done. So we just got one nap a day now. And so I'm in a position where I kind of want to like restructure my time blocks, but as, as they are right now, they're still, I know, pretty standard, but I have seven to 10 as workout time, school prep time, clean the kitchen time. 10 to 12 is my open time where the girls and I, after Ollie goes to school, the kitchen's clean, the girls and Finn, I guess too. (laughs) And I can go, we went apple picking with a friend last week. We had um, a couple kids over today while their, their mom had just had a new baby and she could take a little rest. Like I know that I can plug activities or those kinds of things in that time after that i give the the kids lunch and get eleanor to school and then from one to two is my time i put finn down i let violet watch two shows while i just kind of um tend to whatever i need in that time and then um two to three is time for violet and me to connect in some way and sometimes that means she's out playing with her friends and whatnot three to four i like to get a little after school snack ready for my kids go outside and greet them after school, bring them in and kind of connect for a minute before they go out and play with friends or whatever they would like to do while I prep dinner. I like to just plug that in at about four o'clock, four to five, and then five to six, eat dinner, seven to eight, um, family time and bedtime. So it's kind of, it's flexible. It's, it's, it's our favorite phrase, flexible within this framework I, I, in the past, have designated, like you're saying, like a household task or um, a job that needs to be done to every day of the week. Um, I, I really would like to get back into that because that really served me in the past. Um, and I think I can kind of swing that and be... Before, I was I was really struggling for some reason. Every Monday doing laundry or every Tuesday going grocery shopping. I just... It wasn't working, but I think I'm back to that and I, I want to reestablish some of that time blocking as far as days of the week and different tasks that I can designate. Like I know some people have all of their appointments on Tuesdays. Like if they ever make an appointment, be it dental, hair, whatever, it goes on a Tuesday. So then they know when they're scheduling or whatever that that's kind of designated for that. 
laundry day like you trying to think of anything else but I like the idea of establishing those expectations because we're not surprised we're not derailed we can be flexible but also we have a default and that has definitely served me in the past and I'm excited to kind of reestablish that that order and your specific examples definitely inspire me and some ideas on ways to do that so I appreciate that yeah yeah. And I think when you block things like things together, you know, you can see the patterns and, you know, it might not be a whole day, but it might be like, hey, I go grocery shopping after I drop my kid off at school because I'm already in the car, you know, and those kinds of things where you're just like seeing those little pockets, but, but giving them a me. place. Yeah. Why? Sorry. What do you mean? It stumps me with my current situation. Like I'll have to give the, give this some thought. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm always interrupted. I never get to just finish a task without doing 17 things during it. And that's okay. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But you're right. Like using some cues like ballets on Mondays and maybe I can pick up groceries or drop things off at DI on the way home or clean the car or something. Yeah. Use those natural or rigid parts of the schedule to cue other tasks that will inevitably have to be done. So yes, pairing like things. I, I, I think I'm seeing, I'm like verbally processing that and I'm going to give it some thought. So great tips, Michelle. Okay. okay. What's your number three? Okay. So I guess maybe you will feel this does not apply to you. I don't know, but that's okay. My, We're speaking to a wide variety of people. My number three is to be present with the task at hand. This also came from Jay Shetty's podcast, but it has been great this past week. So multitasking versus monotasking. And apparently, according to studies, only 2% of people are actually capable of multitasking. And if you think you're definitely one of those 2% of people, just think of you and 99 of your best friends. Are you sure that none of them are better at multitasking than you are? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's highly unlikely that we're actually like as good at multitasking as we all think we are and pretend to be. And so when we embrace monotasking, and I think that there are like, there are a couple ways to think of this. But when I embrace monotasking and just focusing on one thing at hand, it allows me to just finish that and then move on, like without feeling like I'm in the middle of 10 things. And when I do this, when I close all the tabs on my browser, except the one I'm working on, I actually finish what I'm working on much quicker. And a a great example of this was the other day or yesterday, I was thinking about this. I wanted to be present with the task at hand. And I was working on, or I just finished up. I had about 20 minutes until my kids came home from school. And I got an alert that my iPhone storage was full. And, you know, that's alarming because it's not that old. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm frustrated, of course, but I think this is a problem that I need to solve. And I quickly realized that one of the problems, the reason why my iPhone storage was so full was because my Lightroom app has this huge catalog in it. And I went through and was deleting and it was kind of, it kind of became a mindless task to delete the photos in my Lightroom app. But as I was deleting them, I was tempted to turn on a podcast or something like that just to fill the time. And I thought, no, I'm going to focus on what I'm doing just for this, just because I only have a few minutes here. And as I was doing that, it allowed me to think, 
that what I was really frustrated with was that my Lightroom app was auto importing all of my photos that I didn't want in there. And that's why they were so full. And that's why I was backing up my iPhone. And as I was thinking about this frustrating problem that I've been dealing with for over a year, I realized there has got to be a setting for that. (laughs) And lo and behold, in about five seconds, I found the setting and clicked off auto import and solved Mm. this problem I have been struggling with for a year, just because I spent 20 minutes actually focused on the Mm. task that I was doing. I have done that task many times and allowed myself to be distracted while doing it many times and had never had the clarity of thought to go yeah. fix the setting. <laughs> and it was like, duh, like, of course, <laughs> of course, there's a setting for this that I could change. But I had never been present with that task enough to come to that realization. And there have been a couple other instances throughout the week where I've thought, I'm just going to focus on the task at hand. And it gets done quite a bit quicker. And I mean, I think that this is different from cleaning your house and listening to a podcast or something like that. The other thing that I've done, because we have like the goal of going abroad this um, Christmas, we're going to go to Florence, we're going to stay there for a month. And we're trying to practice Italian. So I've also plugged in times where we will always be practicing Italian, like in the car, we just have an audiobook of Italian queued up and it presses play right when we're in the car and I'm doing all of the school drop-offs. So that's a way that I that I feel like when I focus on the task at hand, I can see more clearly how to fix problems, but then also see where I do have those gaps of time where it would be better to be to be adding in those things that I really do want to add to my life, like practicing Italian wasted lots of time in the car. It's not wasting time because I'm on my way doing something that I need to do, but I could be adding to it by doing something enriching for my life. So seeing those times where I am present with the task at hand and then seeing those times where it'd be like, this is a mindless task. I can add this thing that I'm really looking forward to doing and practicing and something that I want to do, I can add to this moment right here. Mm. So yeah. Wonderful thoughts. I like that. Okay. Well, that sums up our top, our not top, but our three tips for time management. I think this has been a really enriching discussion. It's very real. It's fluid. It's full of possibility. So let's summarize each of our three tips. Mine, know where you want to go. Establish that vision, that higher vision. Take a breath. Look up, you know, from our mundane tasks. Establish that and then... Determine your top priorities and fill the lulls in your day with things that are going to take you to that higher vision, help you gain some traction. And number three, time block so that we have time to make sure that we are hitting important things and also making sure that we have clear expectations and streamlining our tasks. Okay. And my top three were to... Uh, create a master list of your dreams, turn them into goals and the projects that will get you towards those goals. The second step is to create a skeleton schedule of your week. How does your week optimally look all the time? And in creating that, you know, schedule the big things and even the little nitty gritty items that just need to get done every week and try to block your time in ways that are where you are 
where you are blocking together logical versus creative tasks as much as possible. I did mine for days, but even if you do yours by mornings and afternoons or something like that, that works too. It doesn't have to be an entire day. And then my third takeaway is to remember you're probably not as good at multitasking as you think. So promise to be present with the task at hand and let um, let it get done so that you can move on to the next task. And where there are times where you are truly doing something mindless, like driving, have something set up that you want to work on in that time, whether that's a podcast that you want to listen to, or something that you want to practice, or whatever it may be, giving yourself permission to work on something that excites you during those moments of mundanity uh, can bring a lot of joy and excitement, I think, to an otherwise rather dull schedule. <laughs> lovely, lovely thoughts. All right. Well, Michelle, I'm going to go forward and do some thinking and evaluating. And I'm excited to reestablish a little bit more um, of a structure and manage my time more intentionally. And it's giving me some life, some excitement, something to look forward to because there is a lot of hope in this and we can approach this so frequently. In fact, I think we should so that we can always make sure that we are realigning ourselves with our higher purpose, higher vision, and making sure that we're creating the fulfilling life that we each want to have. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, it can seem really daunting perhaps, especially if you've never really tried to tackle time management in the past. But if you take a little bit of time to structure, let's say just your week a little bit, I think that everyone can benefit from a little bit of time focusing on how they want to manage their time. Even if if my way sounds a little bit too um, scheduled for you, that's totally fine. Maybe you just want to start off by picking, you know, the day, let's say that you go get groceries or something like that. Um, that's totally fine. Wherever you are, start wherever you are. And I think that, yes, it can feel daunting at first to try and tackle the big unknown of time management. But if you make a small step towards feeling on top of how you use your time, it feels really good. And that effect, I really feel always snowballs into feeling more confidence and more energy and more excitement about life because it doesn't feel so daunting when you take a little time to manage your time. <laughs> okay. That well, that's a lovely ending. Silly. No, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's pretty. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Well, next week is a new month. That's right. And I'm excited about our subject of hand. Yes. Are we going to announce it now? Let's announce it next month. Okay. All Perfect right. Change. Come back next week. <laughs> so exciting to talk to you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.